0: Hey there. So, the episode you're about to listen to was recorded a day before and a few hours before Kuda Bank announced its 25 million series A. So, Kuda Bank is a Nigerian based digital bank founded in 2018. And they announced a 25 million series A round led by Vala Ventures, which is affiliated with Peter Thiel, and Target Global, an existing investor and other unnamed um, investors. If you remember, Kuda Bank just a few months ago in November 2020 raised a $10 seed round, which is touted as the largest seed round by any African startup. And and now, just four months after, they've, uh, they've announced raising $25 million in Series A. So the company plans to use the funds to expand on its credit offerings, build out services for businesses, Add more integrations and expand into other markets outside Nigeria. And from November 2020, when they raised the 10 million seed round, to March 2021, when they announced the 25 million Series A, Kuda Bank says its customer base has doubled, more than doubled from 300,000 to 650. We'll put the link in the episode notes or description wherever you're listening from, and then you can read more about the fundraising. All right, back to the episode. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Muiwa. My name is Oluwani Femi. My name is Mano. So I think the biggest news this week, uh, everybody is aware by now, Flutterwave has brought PayPal. Okay, not brought PayPal, has allowed uh, now enabling merchants in 50 African countries to receive money via PayPal. Before it was only possible to send money via PayPal, but now you can receive via Flutterwave. That was some interesting news.
1: Yes, it's, it's huge. Considering how Flutterwave rocked the news last week. So, this week, um, we are glad, Mm -hmm. Africans are glad that they can now receive and make payment through PayPal. So, pay with PayPal is now a new feature on Flutterwave platform for people that use Flutterwave API or use um, the platform. So, it's one of the options you can add, one of the payment options you can add to your dashboard currently is only available for registered businesses but subsequently individuals and mm. ngos and event owners can use it so it's it's good times for okay. us okay
0: so for now just just registered businesses
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: we'll be, we'll be watching out for when they enable individuals because that will be very important for freelancers that, yes, that's good news yes. hopefully they keep to their promise of in the coming weeks yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, Gokada this week announced their new CEO. Like right. eight months after the passing of Saleh passed away. Saleh. Yeah. Yes, um, it was quite wow. a dark
1: time for Gokada last year. Yeah, because apart from the death of mm-hmm. um, Fine of their CEO um, around July last year, um, they also, like other companies, faced the effect of coronavirus. And then earlier in the year was other ban that made them to pivot to um, last mile delivery. So putting the all that behind them, now mm-hmm. they have a new CEO which have, who have been with them for like, uh, I think 18 months. And he has gone from one position to another. So immediately uh, after Fine's death, he was promoted to the, to the post of the president and he has been at the end of affairs. So his name is uh what's his name? His name is Nikhil Goel. He's also an Indian. Okay. And he has worked okay. with Save Border, Kenya, and Zometo. that is um Indian online food delivery startup. And now he has become the CEO oh, at okay. Gokada. So, it def- it def- He has experience, yes. He's definitely them. a good fit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that Gokada has um, pivoted to delivery, food delivery and all the all whatnot. Mm-hmm. I know they were supposed to launch something chop yeah yeah before Fahim's death, i think yeah the, the food okay. delivery service i think it's functional now oh oh yeah i've not tried it i should try it all the best to go Kada. yeah and that's uh, at least now they know that they... okay yeah so let's get to the news of the of the day um plenty waka the nigerian what would i call it mobility Immobility yeah, startup, yeah, mobility. they got into textiles and they are expanding to Canada. I find that interesting. Yeah. Canada. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> why why Canada? Why not another African country where the transportation, daily commuting is a problem?
2: Well, uh, apparently, according to Techstars, uh, they're saying the problem uh, Plenty Workers is trying to solve is a unique one that affects both developing countries and even developed countries like Canada. So... Uh, Interesting. So TechStars is a Toronto-based uh, accelerator program, and uh, the company will be getting about one hundred twenty k in funding. So, yeah, I think it makes sense mm. to, for them to be closer to uh, the country where the accelerator program is holding. And yeah, well, I was even reading through the TechStars uh, website, and I said, okay, sometimes companies actually decide to decide to stay in the city. Or, country where they held the accelerator program, like the Texas program. So, Mm. yeah, I think it's interesting. But when talking about Africa, I don't know. I don't know how the bus hailing service can compete with Townful. Yes, people are able to escape (laughs) the wild and uh, rough life of Townful with uh, an app like worker The stability. Yeah. and comfort yeah but that's availability being able to walk out of your street then hill yeah i'll use the word hill hill down full bus immediately and getting to where you're going to so I, I struggle to see how they will cope in the nigerian market
0: uh, 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 well you know you know I, I mean they've been they've been running for quite a while and they they've been posting interesting numbers we can't verify yeah. but i think for people who like you, you have to go to work and maybe you have to resume every day by mm. 8 a.m. And you you it's I think it's good to know that okay, I, I have a bus that will pick me up at my place by 7 a.m. So I should be there by that 7 a.m. exactly. I mean that's how the bus system I think one of the best bus transportation systems in, in the world is the L- London uh system. The bus is always on time. In fact, if it's one or two mm. minutes late, it makes news and it makes news in the wow. UK. Wow. It's like news, like ah, the buses were late. So they are on time. So, you know that, okay, every 10 minutes, there's a bus. So, if I miss the 7 a.m. bus, I'll meet the 7 10 one. If I miss oh. the 7 10 one, I mean, uh-huh. so, you just, you can plan your day according to that. People like Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory will like that kind of mm. stability. Right. Well, it helps to know that, okay, if I get out of my house by 7 a.m., there's a bus waiting for me. And if I miss that one, okay, if I know that, okay, in my, my own bus stop, it's only every 30 minutes a bus comes. Then mm-hmm. I know that I must meet that 7 a.m. Mm. one. Mm. In not, I will not get them down. So I, what, what I'm just trying to wrap my head around is the C- Canada thing. Because first of all, you said something. You said Techstars is Toronto-based. So I know Textas is a network of accelerators. They have Techstars Atlanta. They have Techstars Toronto. They have uh, I think at New York. They have different... They, they, are, they all function like separate entities. But they are still under the Techstars... Uh, well, I don't want to give wrong information, but yeah, I know that Textas is based in Colorado in, Colorado in the U.S. <laughs> so, Colorado mm. in the U.S. And then they, they now they now have like a global, they call it a global accelerator mm. network. So they are like 22 similar programs initially. I'm reading from their Wikipedia, Wikipedia mm-hmm. page. So I know that they have, because I remember interviewing, um, I can't remember his name. His son name is Craven. That was 2017 or 18 Text from Textas Atlanta. So there's also Textas Toronto, there are different mm-hmm. Textas. So I'm just wondering, is it because of the fact that they got into Textas Toronto that they are now trying to expand to Canada or no, is that they're just, they PR? just want to have I'm, an I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, you know, so.
0: yeah, maybe just an yeah So office. I, <laughs> so maybe maybe part of the condition for getting the money receiving the funding from Textas Toronto is to move to mm. Toronto. Mm-hmm. But when you say expanding, I'm not sure what's happening here. Are they really expanding you know, or they're just moving office to Toronto? Okay,
2: so uh based on what the CEO says, uh, Akuma, Onya Akuma, uh, <clears throat> sorry, based on what the CEO says, right, It's they're saying they're expanding. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they said, if the opportunity they have in Toronto was similar to what could be found in places like Ghana or South Africa, they would definitely be expanding to places like Ghana or South Africa. But it seems they have better opportunities mm. over... In Toronto Mm -hmm. than in other African countries. So it does, it links back to an article I published yesterday about uh, global expansions. Like, should you be expanding based on sentiments or should you be expanding based on data? So, Fair Money CEO Lauren henny that expanded to India, says they tried to to expand to Ghana, they tried to expand to Kenya, they tried to expand to Egypt, but to expand to Ghana for Fair Mm -hmm. Money will cost them $500,000, whereas in India, it will Mm -hmm. cost them $200,000. So, and India is a way, mm. way bigger market. They have a more robust fintech ecosystem. They have a better credit history. Yeah. So, the data mm-hmm. made sense. Then for Kenya, they couldn't be, gonna be competing with m in Kenya.
1: Mm. And mm.
2: Egypt, mm. Egypt, opening a bank account in Egypt is quite tough. Their KYC requirements are really, really tough. And a lot of people in Egypt don't have mm. bank accounts. So, based translating that, I, I actually say that, okay, yeah, these people actually studied... The data and decided that oh, it might make sense to move to Canada than they even to, go move to to that
1: Need them and not the sentiment of African needs mm, mm.
2: Yeah, so it's mm. likely going yeah. to be data driven uh, approach to this.
0: Mm, mm. And I guess they could even package it in the way like oh, um, well I've not been to Toronto, mm. but I'm assuming like every major city or metropolitan city. It has a public transportation system, but maybe the package is like a luxury thing. So instead of entering that bus, that big bus where everybody is mm. there, uh, there's there's a larger crowd. Mm-hmm. This is a a more comfortable ride. Allows you to go short distances. Maybe you don't have to use your car anymore. And because of course the credit, they have a credit card system and all of that. You can debit them immediately mm. as as opposed to say maybe telling them to load money into their wallet. So I guess. And I guess, in another news i think we should reach some, out to some problems Monica. are not yeah yeah
1: in in another news like in, in different sense now some problems are not really um like not and uh, they are not only ah, what's the english like they are not only for africans these these problems exist in other places it's just that they are more pronounced they are not isolated to Africa. yes yes, yes that's the word and mm. not isolated mm. to africa so we should not just rule out the fact that mm. it's actually a trans- um, transportation problem in toronto so it's possible
0: yeah okay <laughs> i mean i've not been to toronto i know I, I know that the public transportation system in many cities is horrible you'll be surprised it's not just mm. because the only place that i know that gets it right is london Mm. Uh, very, very, like I said, if it's one minute late, two, three, two to three minutes late, it makes news mm. if bosses are, are that late. So, yeah, interesting stuff. I think we should, we'll be following it, but I also think if, if when you guys Akuma is willing to talk, we should reach out and uh, get a better context in what they are planning and why why they chose mm. Canada. Mm-hmm. Just like you did Emmanuel with the Fair Money story. I think that would be interesting. All right, all right. Mm. Okay, um, let's move to Kenya so kenya is now so i think the way it works like it works it works the same way across african mm. countries right there was a time they banned drone usage like in nigeria too it was banned it, many people don't know it's actually illegal to use drones in nigeria <laughs> but it's not enforced anyway it's, so it's, kenya it's has now legalized <laughs> is that
1: like oh, they,
0: they are oh no they are there are requirements and stipulations, though. ah. It's just that uh, if they catch you, they can use it against you. But I guess people just go around, or maybe they have licenses. Who so knows? Anyway, Kenya is now re- should I say legalizing drone ownership. So what's the what's the story there?
1: So the um, thing is, African countries that have at one time um, banned drone ownership are just probably skeptical about new technologies mm-hmm. and how. They are going to control it you know w- when of course their privacy is used that uh that apply to drones the safety the risks on other citizens and all so i think they are just trying to wrap it, their head it's also
0: a security risk
1: yes they're trying to wrap their mm. head around how people can use this safely without harming others so yes kenya has gotten to that point and they felt like oh it's time to embrace the use of drones but you have to pay for the registration mm-hmm. So it seems like good news, mm-hmm. right? Because the registration fee, yeah, it's not that costly. It's not that expensive. That that is like uh, how much is it? Twenty-seven dollars, three thousand Kenya shillings, like approximately twenty-seven dollars. That's not bad. It's not bad, right? But then looking at mm-hmm. a, the list of other payments that you have to make, depending on what you want to use the drone oh. for, there are other charges that ha- that apply. Mm. And one of them adds up as go as high as eighty thousand Kenya shillings. That's like seven thirty dollars, seven hundred thirty dollars. So depending on what you want to use the drone for, that is what we determine what um how much you will pay. But I guess looking through the list, mm. looking through the list, which I'm I'm trying to get mm. now, looking through the list, you 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 might not end up paying only only one of the charges on the list. Because you have to certify yourself that you can use it apart from saying, I own one. So, but on the surface, face mm. face value, it is good. It's a good thing that they're embracing it. At least some countries still ban it. Some countries are just quiet about it until you are caught and you are termed a criminal. But still, it's, it's a good move for Kenya. Mm. The good news for
0: Kenya. Yeah, I can understand the situation. Um, it can be a security risk, an unmanned vehicle because it could be used for espionage. A spy could be using it from another country. Um, the privacy issues. So I can understand government wanting to legalize. Mm-mm, but still, there uh, there to are, regulate. Sorry, regulate.
1: there, there are there are. Um, but then the the requirements are too many. Yeah, there are restrictions too. It's only citizens that are allowed to own drones. Government. And citizens, if you're mm. like if um, if you're not a citizen, if you're like a tourist, you are not allowed to use only drone. So I think that covers for the part mm. where somebody from another country wants to use it for for oh, something. Oh no, even. a
0: citizen could also be a spy from another country. No. Oh, a citizen could also be a spy from another country. Okay, oh that's yeah. true. But I mean, I'm I'm seeing it similar to the Nigeria situation in Nigeria. Uh, your to get drone license to yeah, get a drone probably permit cost an your company has it. to be incorporated <laughs> <laughs> your company has to be incorporated and you have to ask at least 20 million naira in shares yes. you must fill out a personal history sta- a personal history statement mm. mm-hmm. at the SSS headquarters in Abuja and then you pay non-refundable fee of <laughs> 500,000 so then you wait for 6 months you,
1: your money is gone
0: <laughs> 500,000 naira yeah, then you wait for 6 months for your permit to be issued by the air transport licensing community, then once they give that, you now have a security clearance, and then you can now use a drone. Hmm. So I'm, no, I'm just not just imagining sure a startup, to people who use it for content
1: They are to doing a startup right that is trying to build a drone service. Also, thinking of that, and you've not even raised <laughs> hmm. seed fund. How will you? How will you afford that? That's that's. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. But I mean, it's, again, many countries around the world regulate this. Uh, Singapore, Malaysia, all of that. But I think they have, like in Singapore, for example, uh, if your drone weighs seven kilograms or less, you don't need a permit. Oh, As long as you fly it 200 feet. To, as, as long as you fly it just below or equal to 200 feet above mm. the ground. But if you are flying a drone that is heavier than 7 kilograms and above uh, oh, t- above 200 feet or 60 meters, then you need a permit. Then you can't fly a drone uh, uh, over people or crowds. Your drone cannot interfere with emergency services. Mm. Uh, your drones cannot be flown within 5 kilometers of an airport. Mm. So when you see this regulation, you see the sense in it because you can understand why they are saying this. So maybe... um drones that can be used for espionage or for even car- carrying out assassinations will probably weigh more than 7 kilograms. They've looked at it mm. because they'll be carrying ammunition mm. and all of that. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you Flying above that 60 meters or 200 feet maybe for some reason. You know, th- you can see the sense in why they are doing this. Mm-hmm. The, the, the requirements seem to be more uh, geared towards regulating actually, but when you look at the list for Kenya, and Nigeria, now it just—I don't know—it uh, just feels like it seems wrap very head around it. They don't get. Yeah, it
1: yet. yeah.
0: I mean, they should—they should pay attention to Singapore and learn from them. For example, you think I think it's important to that, but <laughs> yeah, I think so. I th- this is Imano, This is, I'm, I'm charging you with this. I, I want you to look into that. Look at other countries around mm. the world, what they do. Look at, don't look. Um, you can look at the US, but try and look at countries like singapore malaysia um, india and compare them to african countries like nigeria can even check whether because this regulation i'm thinking i was reading about nigeria is from five years ago maybe it has changed i don't, mm. we don't know let's look at it and ba- compare and contrast balance and yeah actually I, I think that would be interesting yeah to look i really at
2: tried tried to check it uh, that was last year but i don't think i saw any new updates and everything was looking big but I think they've updated the requirements. I don't know how possible it to be to mm. actually try to register right now. Oh,
0: I know we will not try to register. Just look at the requirements, and maybe we we'll talk to a few people who use drones a lot. YouTubers have they had any trouble? How, how have they? Do they have a permit for their drone? Maybe we, we can make it anonymous so that mm. we don't make them targets. Okay. I think that would be very interesting. Can, there's a cultural angle to this and there's a policy angle to this. I think we can look into that. I think it would be interesting.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Okay. Let, let's come back to Nigeria and about government mm. still. Everybody has said the news by now, unless you're living under a rock uh, or you're not in Nigeria, USSD charges. Mm. It's been... Imano, you've been following it since last year or two History years ago. Two right? years give, <laughs> give us a timeline of everything. You know, okay, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm hearing that uh, banks are owing 42 billion Naira to yeah. telcos. Yeah. Okay, just give us the back story from the timeline. Okay, so <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, in 2019, uh MTN users got a message that, oh, from today, we're paying 4 Naira per session. So... Then we now got to know mm. that, okay, there's a dispute between the telecom companies and the banks on who should pay for USSD mm-hmm. sessions. So, uh, mm-hmm. the bank says, oh, the customer should pay it. But for the telcos they are saying, no, tel- the customers are not our, I mean, your customers that are using your USSD service are not our customers. We are offering you this service, mm. so you should pay us. So, that was the argument then. Then it was just mm-hmm. different, different uh, conversations. The CBN government said this, the Minister of Communications and the Digital Economy said that it was so many, many things that well, I was quite confusing. And of course, if you read the article from 2019, you'll be probably confused. And yeah, last year, then we now heard that, oh, the banks are owing uh, Tyco's 17 billion. That was around August 2020, 17 mm-hmm. billion. Now, barely six months later, we are hearing that... Uh, banks are owing them 42 billion naira so they've been paying so the association of telecom companies said that okay from 15th of march they will withdraw the ussd service from the banks then the next day the minister of communication stepped in and said wait you guys chill 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 let's talk about this so they invited the cbn governor they invited the executive vice chairman of the ncc and the banks and the telcos. So after the meeting on March fifteenth, that was on Monday, they decided that okay, they'll be mm-hmm. charging a flat fee of six naira ninety eight kobo per USSD transactions as against the per session billing they were using before. So the minimum they were charging before was four naira per session. So apparently, Nigerian mm-hmm. banking, uh, Nigerian bank users have been paying for the USSD since, like since the service mm-hmm. came into existence, and we've been paying per session so a session
0: but the banks have not been remitting the money the, to
2: the telcos exactly the means? banks have not been remitting the money to the telcos and yeah i even had a chat with one of them and they said they're even confused about the whole thing like it's not like you are not charging the customers for it but okay give us our share <laughs> it's now the problem so but yeah the SIS naira 98 cobalt seemed like a new thing because most people were not aware that uh, they were paying for ussd uh, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's even lower. Yeah, it's actually lower than. right. Because this is now per transaction rather than pass. No, this is now per session rather than per traxion, transaction. Transaction the, the other, other way around? per
2: transaction instead of per session. So per session can be likened to twenty it's seconds spent seconds. on on the USSD app. So by I time
1: that time was oh. the, that um, for last year was well, it was um for every twelve seconds.
2: No, twelve seconds. Yes. Hmm. Okay, yes. so. Imagine uh you want to transfer money and it's okay, press one for this, press two for this, and yeah.
0: Mm, mm. So it's actually yes. cheaper now. This this amounts to like maybe two two cents per, per session mm-hmm. now. No, sorry, is it no per it's, transaction? It's, sorry. It's
1: not much cheaper.
2: It's cheaper. It's cheaper.
0: Is it? It's cheaper because it's now per transaction. So a complete transaction. It doesn't matter how long the transaction takes.
2: Or right? if it fails. If it fails, they didn't say what happens if it fails. Though. That's that's the... <laughs> oh, That's oh, the only caveat there.
0: Okay. 6 Naira 98 kobo, which is about roughly 2 cents. Mm. Mm. So that people that are listening can do the conversion. But, co- considering oh, well, everything,
2: I think the USSD service should be free. like For customers. Considering how important the USSD is for people coming into the banking sector. Yeah,
0: but you know, it takes a lot to maintain. And I can understand the Telco's their issue because it needs to be online all the time and don't forget their power issues uh, this is a communication uh thing how do i call it now I, I, i'm an implementation of communication technology so power needs to be up all the time you need to maintain servers and whatnot so i there should be a cost to it but the question is should it be the users or the banks paying mm. I, I actually think yeah it be the banks should pay the
2: cost pay the cost. Yeah. Because it's giving them a lot of traction. Yeah,
0: like, banks... You know, this thing is very easy money for banks. And I'm not trying to talk like someone who doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't see Nigerian banks doing more banking. I mean, that's why, was it last year, the CBN now created policies, the central mm. bank, try, kind of trying, uh, forcing banks to start giving mm. loans. Mm-hmm. And that's when they started launching all those their loan loan solutions. Right. Get, because banks are supposed to give loans to businesses. To You know, they don't do that. They, they just prefer to just... Charge you for USSD. Charge you Naira for notification. Charge you 15 for me, academy? Do, do, if, exactly, if they, they make so much money distracted. from those those little little charges. They make so much money for it. If you if you sit down and read the uh, the ones that are publicly listed, read their yearly and uh, they make a lot of money from those things. Yes, yeah, and they make a lot and the, just, the, the side effect it's just of
1: this <laughs> is that well. Um, talking about um, the financial inclusion agency banking is doing more in that aspect so when you're now putting this kind of charges on yeah. ussd someone like me that barely use uh, my mobile app I've immediately gone to open mm-hmm. a digital bank um, account because mm. I can't deal mm. I, I basically live yeah. on um, ussd and now you're going to be charging me on it but there is a digital mm. bank that, no, no, that they won't be, charge apparently me.
0: they've been charging you. No, 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 like no. no. Ema- they are like not. Emmanuel put in that they've actually been charging you. Right. Really?
1: We don't know. You know this. The thing they is, all the, are, these charges no, have been no, cloaked in something, say maybe card maintenance or SMS or email. They are not like yeah, clearly stated. they've definitely been charging you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Do, don't forget what Emmanuel said. Was it the last year or two years ago that MTN stated that? So apparently other telcos didn't mention it. Just because MTN has said. Now notified their users. That's where that's where the uproar okay. started. Mm-hmm. But apparently, that's when we now realize that oh, Nine mobile, Airtel, all the other guys actually mm-hmm. charge us. You get so. I think they've been charging you. you just do, like you said, it's mm-hmm. just entering all the hidden fees. You know, you, sometimes okay, someone like me, I track every single transaction I do. Mm-hmm. But no matter how diligent I am, every time there's always hundred naira, two hundred naira. What's going on? <laughs> it's it's definitely those charges. Yes, <laughs> it's always those. Charges. But it's better
1: for me not to know. <laughs> now that I know, so, uh, excuse me, I'm gone.
0: yeah Yeah, okay yeah like they say good yeah Yeah, this thing
2: actually make me appreciate what these digital banks are doing like sparkle and kuda bank like offering free transfers for their users Mm, it's very Bank. i mean they are bearing up like a lot of costs on their neck instead of charging Mm. users for it yeah i think kudos to those guys they're doing good work Ah.
0: I've never really gotten to them anyway. Like gotten into them, I open accounts, but I, I've I've not been able to really see the uh, value for me. Mm. And I'm supposed to I'm supposed to know, but I don't know. I've I just until you use they've them. Not, none of them has, has managed to, to. No, no. Have you? I've tried to. I've opened accounts. None of them have really I really captured my interest or made me feel like oh I have to switch to this permanent. Mm. No permanent for now. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Me, Maybe my bank treat my bank treats me well. I'm not going to mention the name of my bank <laughs> because they didn't pay for it now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let's move to the story that everybody is so concerned about, uh, especially in this age of the pandemic. We are still in the pandemic anyway. Right. Entertainment. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Netflix is cracking down on password sharing. Right. That we all live by. <laughs> that we all live by. Right.
1: What's so, going so, on? Um, so <laughs> last. Luke, that last week, um, Thursday, that was March 11. Um, it was reported that next week we soon Next week, users will soon start getting notification that it's those that are using shared accounts, and the the account mm. have actually have probably exceeded ex- the number of people that should be sharing that account. So they will start getting notification like, "Is this your account? Are you living in the same house with the owner of this account? If not." logging into your own account Mm -hmm. or something or they start kicking people out from accounts like that so yes it's it's a big deal it's a big deal because um many people depend on this to Mm -hmm. use online video streaming platforms and it's not just on netflix it's on virtually all streaming Mm -hmm. platforms and what what
0: music streaming, video e- yes, streaming, all that's, of them.
1: They understand it. That's why they have like family accounts and accounts that can be shared because people might not be able to bear the cost. So sharing account is not illegal. As I said, for example, on, on Netflix, uh, the premium account can take four, four users. The standard account can take like two users mm. that can share. And then uh, so it is not illegal. But what is illegal is people mm. using um packages more um, um like number of people using the packages more than, family plans yes it's more than mm. required so what does netflix want to do the, the, the interesting part is that at the beginning this thing was not like an issue for them they know that people do it as i that i think it was 2016 when uh it, it uh, netflix made its largest expansion to many countries that was when it came to africa mm. it was not a problem but subsequently, they realized that this is affecting business because in the real sense, a number of people that are supposed to put money and into uh, and add to your revenue, they are sharing and they are not paying for mm. it. So now they are planning to do something about it. But they promised that it will be customer friendly. I don't know how they want to do that <laughs> because mm. there's no the customer will not be out. And before, before I started using the shared accounts, I didn't know that um, account sharing was, like, illegal in some way. Because I would just see people, maybe maybe I put a title on my status, and people would just say, let me have your account. And I would tell them, my account is full. My package is full. And they will sound like, what am I talking about? I didn't mm. understand. I think there are people like that I just feel that I can just take your password and use your account. So maybe when people start getting notification, they will get yeah. their own account. Or leave mm-hmm. and go to another platform. But there we this will this no, will definitely that is a pet, have an effect. Pet peeve for me.
0: It's what it's a pet peeve for me, like uh, no, like that sharing of password things. So for example, when when I when I used to have a Netflix account, the lowest one where it's just one device, one person, right? Mm-hmm. And then people ask to share. Not that I don't want to share the my issue is I share, right? And then you scatter my recommendations because i start seeing things, things i don't watch or they go no. and share with another or like person. a family plan i think the family plan was hey uh-huh, they go and share it so sometimes i know that this person i can't trust this person if i give the person the password the person will share with like 20 more people <laughs> i think there was a there was a um report done done by a wired writer a, a few years back and she found out that her account was shared with 90 people so like she shared the what? password she has an account that she was, she, she was sharing an account to someone. And then she investigated and found out that there are 90 people sharing that account. So you can imagine how that would screw up the algorithms and the recommendations. But then that's what the family plan was created for. So the family plan is created to be shared. You have different profiles and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. But then they are saying, okay, you must share it with people living in the same okay. house with you. The mm-hmm. truth is, how can you tell that? To be honest, how can you tell? that they are living in the same place. Unless you're tracking... um you data and all of that. And location. Privacy Yeah, issue. but I think they know and they don't bother to track that. Mm. Or maybe they don't... I, I don't know. I don't know. But what I'm getting from the news, what I noticed was that what they're trying to do is actually two-factor authentication. So when you log in and then someone else has your password and tries to log in, they will ask the person... That they will say they've sent a code to the phone or email attached to that.
1: And you think people are not, not very generous. And we still share that details. They will still share, yeah. They will yes, still share. So I still don't I'm know how, they sure how it's to good do to work it. without
0: them see. tracking your location. But then you could be in the same location when you set it up and then you you move away after that. I, I don't know. Another thing they can explore is I know they have mobile-only plans in that they use in India and South Africa where The plan is cheaper than all the major plans but it's only restricted to a mobile phone and standard definition. Mm. I I don't really see how they're going to stop it but Mm. it will be interesting to see. Yes, it (laughs) will be. Yeah. Okay. So, interesting times and we'd like to know what you think about everything we've discussed. Plenty workers, expansion to Canada, how would that work out? Netflix sharing of passwords, the USSD charges in Nigeria, drone uh, re-regulation or re-legalization of Drone, drone in usage Kenya. in Kenya and how that compares to other countries. uh We'd like to hear. You can tweet at us. Our Twitter handle is at techpoint.ng. That's d o t n g. Or you can also share your thoughts and use the hashtag #TechPointAfricaPodcast. Or you can email us at podcast at techpoint.africa. And if you're listening for the first time, maybe someone shared this to you. In where can they get the podcast? Yeah, you can get
2: this podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, A-Hat radio or anywhere else you get your podcast. And if you don't like any of those podcast apps, you could head over to podcast.techpoint.africa to get the latest updates. And yeah, yep. if you're a Sound, uh, SoundCloud user, we're no longer on SoundCloud. So yeah, get the latest updates on the platforms I just yep. mentioned. And please don't forget Built in Africa, uh, our sister podcast, where we highlight like yes. the best innovations out of Africa. And yeah, you can get, those, uh, you get that podcast on the platforms I mentioned or builtin.africa yeah that's
0: yes and the um, next week is our digital summit <laughs> event. yeah 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 yes. let's not forget that yeah
2: yeah yeah it's 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 promising yeah, to be an exciting use. uh time uh bringing uh, the likes of butio koro the ceo of quidax exchange and uh, discussing why you should even care about this uh, digital currencies in the first place uh we're bringing kule taiwo he's a mm-hmm. digital forensic detective with the nigerian police force so we're going to be talking about uh security precautions and uh, how to avoid scams frauds and ponzi schemes so yeah we're bringing in top top experts mm-hmm. from the industry uh we're going to be talking about the crypto ban and how it affects you and uh, yeah and if you are looking to get your first bitcoin we're going to be discussing the future of investment so yeah don't miss out and if mm. the physical tickets are sold out yes so but you can still join the conversation yeah. online you can head over to currency.techpoint.africa mm. yeah virtually you can join in virtually
0: mm-hmm. so we'll put that link in the episode notes or description to Africa. we'll also put a list the complete list to the uh, a speakers. complete list of all the speakers so that you can see yeah all right so cool we we'll hope to see you next week either physically at the event or you're joining virtually. Nifemi, last words.
1: Stay safe, everyone.
0: Stay safe. I like that. And on that note, we sign out. Bye. 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 See you next month. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.